Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 74. Today we're going to be doing the finale for our James Bond Marathon, part four, which is all the Daniel Craig films from 2006 to 2015. So then after that, we'll have part five and part six and until the end of time. All day, baby. Er day. Yeah, like we said before, we are the 007 podcast. We are riding this gravy train to fucking falls off the uh, the, the rails. Four, seven, three, five. How long are we doing? Eight weeks now? Yeah, it's a lot of lot of films. It's a lot of James Bond. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of James Bond. So yeah, yeah. I just want to let you all know that I do not own a uh, nice tuxedo, and I really feel like I should. I feel like I don't have the body for a nice tuxedo. I don't know. <laughs> you got if the quarantine bod? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm I'm actually doing okay, but I still I'm a I'm a bigger gentleman as you guys know, but I don't think I mean, I look okay in a nice suit and stuff, but the tux, I was like, man, I would love to just I, I I don't think it's a tux. I think it's more like, man, I just <laughs> yeah, wish I was good looking. <laughs> yeah, God, I, feel I wish I was like fit. Dining and gorging on caviar and martinis and then I realized I'm not rich. So Oh, and that's the be, truth right there. You don't have to be rich to do that. You can just do it. Yeah, I mean, totally true. Fine. I mean, have yeah. I been looking up prices of caviar online? Sure. I think I remember the first time I ever had caviar was at a uh, like a work event, and I was just like, it's oh, not bad. It's kind of different. No, but it felt man. fancy. I was like, this is what all the fancy people eat. I heard it goes well with beer, so. Uh, you put it on like a cracker or bread, I think, or something like that? Yeah, I've had it with a cracker. It's yeah. It's, I'm, cool, I don't yes. get rich stuff, so I don't understand it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't quite understand it either. So uh, <laughs> without further ado, uh, not not all about the caviar, I guess. Let's get into the James Bond 007 Marathon Part 4. All right, guys, and for the first film of the four... I guess, and just so, just like the other ones, guys, just a heads up. Uh, we're gonna spoil all these, so if you've never seen any of the Daniel Craig ones, uh, this is the most current Bond as well, with a new film possibly coming out at the end of this year, No yeah. Time to Die. So this is one of those times where I'd probably recommend not listening to these if you haven't seen them, because the I feel like overall it's a worthwhile watch. But hey, if you're crazy like us and you just want to do it, screw it. Like they, they <laughs> they'll tell me what it's all about. Then go you for can... it. That's a that's your that's your choice, I guess, right? Yeah, you can rent them on Amazon or on Vudu if you have an account. Do something crazy, buy all 25 and one big combo came back, and you know what? <laughs> have yourself a good time. It's 24, sir. It's yeah. 24, not 25, 25 yet. Sorry. 25 is coming out. Without further ado, let's get into the first film, Casino Royale. Your file shows no kills, Bond. But to become a double O, it takes two. How did you die? Your contact? Not well. You needn't worry. The second is... Yes. Considerably. The man was Le Chiffre, private banker to the world's terrorists. 
which would explain how he could set up a high-stakes poker game at Casino Royale in Montenegro. If he loses this game, he'll have nowhere to run. You're the best player in the service. The Treasury has agreed to stake you in the game. But if you lose, our government will have directly financed terrorism. I will be keeping my eye on our government's money and off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. So this movie was released in 2006. It sits at a 95% Rotten Tomatoes, which is quite high, actually. And the IMDb description is, after earning 00 status and a license to kill, secret agent James Bond sets out on his first mission as 007. Bond must defeat a private banker funding terrorism in a high-stakes game of poker at Casino Royale, Montenegro. This is directed by Martin Campbell. Uh, we last he directed the Goldeneye, by the way, nineteen ninety five, and some of his more recent ones were like The Foreigner in twenty seventeen and The Legend of Zorro in two thousand five. Uh, who's double oh seven in this movie? It's Daniel Craig. First film. He's about thirty eight years old, um, kind of younger, which is a nice change of pace, I think, too. Because right. a lot of the other guys started when they were already in their forties and such. Especially Roger Moore. Oh, yeah. He started when he was 60, right? <laughs> I know, right? He's on the gate. How old is he now? 125? Well, I mean, I wish. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Roger Moore is the no, late yeah. Roger Moore now. Yeah. Uh, main Bond girl in this one is Eva Green as Vesper Lynn. The villain is Mads Mikkelsen as Le Chief and Jesper Christensen as Mr. White. This also stars Judy Dench. She's the only one that returns from the previous Bond films as M. Jeffrey Wright is Felix Leader. Uh, he's the seventh actor to portray this character, just to let you guys know. Just if you got his leg back. <laughs> I would love for somebody to uh, do like a like a breakdown of every one of the Felix Leaders. I'm like, yeah, that's him. Uh, well, the thing is, also, guys, like this movie is the kind of like reboot of everything. Right. So that's why it's like a younger Bond takes place. So none of the previous things, quote unquote, happened, I guess. Giancarlo Giannini plays Renee Mathis. Katarina Marino is Solange. Uh, what's the villain trying to do here? Well, the sheep is trying to recoup his squandered client's funds by winning a poker tournament at the Casino Royale. How does Bond save the day? Bond beats Le Chief at the tournament. Mr. White then kills Le Chief to silence him from giving away secrets about their quote unquote organization. Uh, so let's start with you, Nabil. What did you think about Casino Royale? You know, I, I liked it way more than um, I remember liking it. I know I enjoyed it before, but watching it this time around and and getting into Craig's uh, Bond and how you were introduced to him, oh my God, I was like, this guy's was it, Did like, you like it more now because yeah, you've seen... I think so. 20 previous Bond films, was yeah. that it? <laughs> I think watching it, I'm like... I appreciate Craig way more than ever. I was like, why was he ever controversial with his blonde hair? I was like, he fits the bill fine. You're like, I get it now. I freaking get it. Also, the most exciting poker tournament ever. Just fucking. Yeah. Just the tension. The guy gets killed, like, or a, uh, there's attempted murder at least, like, two or three times throughout the film just in that poker uh, tournament. So, yeah, it's. Uh, and then I remember the. Uh, the real high stakes game. Yeah, the, yeah. The, scene, the, the scene at the, the ultimate uh, end where he's getting tournament. tortured, I remember just like how funny it was in the theater. And I'm watching it again, I was dying. Just, you know, him swinging the rope against his testicles. <laughs> he's like, I made him scratch my balls. Yeah, yeah. kind of he's a tough guy, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a good portrayal of, of Bond, I think. Um, Craig really amps up kind of the cool factor um, in this film overall. Then where, where like, I like Brosnan... Um, 
being able to kind of you know he worked with what he could with the scripts but he was a consistent character or like a good bond character i think craig just in this film alone just you could feel that he was a threat that he was also cool but he was also you know he he tried subtly had some of those one-liners thrown in um He's so trying, he had a little yeah. tongue-in-cheek in there but yeah. yeah i i you know thought it was a an excellent film i think if anything they they, they tend to try they were because this is like a, a reboot they're almost trying to get away from some of it but they yeah. they do play pay a lot of homage to a lot of older things and as the series continues it increases but right yeah that's it <laughs> yeah i mean i there's there's plenty to talk about the film but uh um, he's like let marco talk <laughs> yeah that's that's, yeah. that's uh what about you marco what did you think about the film i agree with you 100 percent, bill i remember enjoying this one also in theaters but I don't remember loving it as much as I did this time around. I just Daniel Craig just fucking owns the role. Um, it's a very good, I guess, quote unquote, first installment of the series and of Bond. A really great introduction or reintroduction of the character and a good genesis of where he comes from and how he becomes 007. I like that he's got more of a chip on his shoulder. He's like a blend of Sean Connery and Timothy Dalton to a point, maybe just a little like dash of Pierce Brosnan with the charm. And he's very like matter of factly. Uh, he's very cynical as well too. He cares, but he's also like, he cares himself very well. And he's also very smooth. Like he can just get it done. And you can see it from the get go from when like he's chasing the dude at the beginning yeah, he makes a few mistakes and stuff like that, but you can see like this is a dude that's going to like complete his mission. Nothing's going to stop him. I I think I just to interject on that. I think that's almost the beginning scenes especially are showing you that he's a brand new agent on top of that, so right. he's not all yeah. perfect. Like you and, you see like why Yeah, he makes a lot of mistakes in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And Which I like that. I like that plays it plays on his youthfulness, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it I like that it shows that he he's capable of doing the job albeit not being perfect because like James said right now like he's he's new he's you know getting acclimated to you know being a secret agent um i like the villain i like maz mickelson as lashif of course when i first saw the movie i didn't know who the fuck he was um i always thought that the whole like uh blood crying thing was kind of weird and silly at first but i have a but now, like, appreciation for it now, now that you've like, seen them all right yeah this, i'm this like makes, you know what this, this makes is sense that yeah this makes uh, sense it's, it's a more grounded plot it's more it's not as bananas like it's you know funding terrorism and uh laundering money you know systematically and that's you know kind of yeah. realistic in the way that you know terrorism is funded you know these days and stuff like that it's, you know I like that. Um, it's it's not no like take over the world thing. Um, I had no idea that they were cluing in the secret organization, you know, Spectre in oh, this yeah. movie because I'd never seen you know that many Bond movies to begin with. So I didn't know who the fuck you know what organization they were talking Which, about. Which on a side note, like they couldn't use this until they couldn't even mention Spectre until right? the last movie, right? Because they've and been trying to get the rights back for for years and that's why it was just kind of like oh my organization and i think they kept it kind of open in case they had to redeem that shit when the time came oh yeah definitely but it paid Um, off though oh yeah absolutely they even like clue that the renaming of said organization in the next movie when we talk about Mm -hmm. it but um i like judy dench coming back as m um she owns that role also i'm glad they brought her back uh she does a magnificent magnificent job as m you can see that she's seasoned um although she doesn't have many scenes in in this one like it's still 
Like her dynamics with this bond are great. Um, I like that she's probably one of the few M's that can actually like stand up to Bond and actually like call him out and shit. And she continues that in this film. Um, the James I, vehicle. Can I, for this can, one, I, can I can I add something to the M thing real, real quick? I think yeah. in our last one we were talking about Pierce Brosnan. We were talking about how we thought M was a bigger role in those movies. I think I kept mixing that up with like these films, by the way. Oh really? Yeah. She has a much bigger role in these. She does. It does carry like on further stuff, on yeah. as they go. That you can yeah. see the relationship. Whereas, oh yeah. Whereas M is a figure in the Pierce Brosnan films. Like she's she's more dynamic than yeah. They you know the M's previous in the uh, uh, other films. This one is like it's a part of the story. Except for like Casino Royale, it's it's a bit of mix. They kind of intertwine. Yeah. But further on, like she's critical into the, into the yeah. yeah. They're still establishing the relationship in this one and yeah. mm-hmm. to know each other and how each other works. I I like how she says something in, in this. Like, she says, break into my apartment again, and I'll have you shot. And I'll mention, I'll call back to this later on in another movie. But, because, you know, nothing happens. But um, I like how more, like, realistic, I guess to a point, realistic this Bond is in this world of secret agents and MI6 is. And... I like how gritty it is too. The fight scenes are good. They're very well coordinated. There's only really three main fight sequences. The beginning um, with a chase in the middle when they try to assassinate Lashif because he's losing the money. And then the very end, the shootout in Italy where Bond is you know, going after Mr. White and trying to save Vesper. I believe the, the love between uh, Vesper and Bond more this time around than the first time around. I was just kind of like, okay, like I just don't see it. But giving it a second view, like, this is actually one of the most established love stories, I guess, to a point, or love interests for Bond, as opposed to some of the other movies, um, when we talk about those. Um, Overall, I think it aids really well. It's a great introduction to the character. The James vehicle for this one, like, these movies make it really hard. They're not as fun. But uh, it's the it's the construction vehicle at the beginning that Jesus he uses Christ, to go after the guy. He's just like <laughs> he's like, hey, bird face guy, hey, yeah. Trevelyan, suck. Uh, <laughs> I almost made it the chair, but I thought that that would be fucked up. Oh, and just like Unibill, <laughs> just like Unibill, I was laughing my ass off in theaters. But this time around, you know, it was, it was much more like an appreciation of of the scene and seeing like Bond being tortured and that up way uh of course him cracking jokes and quips while he's being tortured i thought was was pretty cool and badass um, kind of bond like right yeah. yeah very bond like but overall it's a it's a solid bond film you know um i definitely believe that if you're gonna if you want to skip i mean watch the sean connery ones but if you were to choose a point of where to start james bond th- this one would be a really good one to start with i'm like a little biased because I'm a huge Daniel Craig fan and I just, I like him as Bond. What, what did you think, James? Yeah, I mean, just hitting some points here. Uh, I've always liked this movie, so I've never, I never not liked this movie. Even when it first came out, I've liked it. And if anything, this kind of showed me that the last third of the film is kind of a mess, truthfully, if I'm going to be critical on anything. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris Cornell, really good song, by the way. I like that oh, song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Quite a good song. I forgot he did the song. Uh, I remember he did it only because uh, I got to see him perform this one live too in, in concert, which is kind of cool. So nice. Um, 
Mr. White as a villain, I think, doesn't get enough time, but they kind of expand on that later on, so that's kind of the cool part. By the way, I was talking to Bill about this. The plot on this movie is kind of fucking complex, actually. There's yeah. a lot going on. There's no way right. when I back in 2006 I understood this entire plot. Like, now I fully understand it. I'm like, okay, I get it, because I'm following along a lot better, too, and taking notes. Yeah, that's Man, why at there's first a... I liked it. I mean, I, I, I never did yeah. not like the movie. I, I can't believe people hella criticized it, but like yeah. now that I understand it, this is why I really love it. Yeah, I've always really liked it. Uh, there's a lot of product placement in this movie, too. This is right hey, when uh, they Sony's... Fun. You guys notice he had Blu-rays uh, for the security <laughs> camera? Those are the big-ass ones, the $1,000 Blu-ray players back in the they day? They got the fancy Sony phones. They got video yep. laptops. I mean, you know, or laptops. Uh, I love that he wins the Aston Martin, the DB5, uh, yeah. in this movie, and the, which kind of yeah. correlates to him later on still having the car because he has it in the garage and he had Q upgraded and shit, and yep. it's like, hmm, pretty cool. He got it in Casino Royale. Um... I, the whole uh, beginning sequence when he's in Jamaica actually gave me a lot of Doctor No vibes. I don't know if that it did. happened to you guys too. I felt the same, especially when he's good. playing the game. I was like, "Damn, is this is like this. Is this the same place?" I was I was looking it up. I was like, "Is this the same? Was this like a play, paying homage to like, hey, is this the fucking thing?" Um, I liked a lot of the action. The sequence where he is trying to stop the guy at the airport is pretty tense. If anything, I think it takes a little bit away from the uh, movie, but it, I understand the plot is that that was Lashif was like banking on blowing up the fucking plane so that his yeah. money that he stole from or quote unquote borrowed from the African warlords would like pay off. But it's it probably doesn't. the most bondish uh, subplot in the movie. Yeah, that? I love that the dude blows up. By the way, and <laughs> yeah. but I was watching with my dad though. I was like, there'd be body parts everywhere. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, I like he he has little quips. He doesn't quite sound right when he's saying them, but there's there are some cool little things. Like when he's on the train with Vesper, he says, um, "Vesper tells him like I'm the money, every penny of it." And I'm like, "Ooh, money penny yeah. reference, right? That's kind of cool." I like that. But it's cool. There's like a lot of things. Like even he, even he like uh, gives her that name of like Broadchester as her last name, <laughs> and that's an homage mm. to the way over the top fucking names. And she's mm. like, "What?" And he's like, "Hey, this is what we're supposed to be for our contacts." I like Mathis. He's misunderstood in this movie, obviously, he is, and yeah. he's he kind of gets the short end of the stick, and uh, <laughs> it sucks for him, right? I'm like, damn. They he gets tased. But see, when I first away. saw this movie, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what yeah, the fuck? I felt the same because not until you right? see Quantum, and then you're feeling like, oh, oh okay. they fucked up. Lashif was yeah. lying because Vesper was the real. Then, I mean, yep. it takes a few. I'm like, dude, I've seen this movie like eight times, too. So yep. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this the first time I finally got the storyline down? Because I've never watched all the Dan and Craig ones back to back. So uh, I like uh, Felix Slater in this one. He doesn't have that big of a role, but it's kind of a nice little callback since Pierce Brosnan didn't have him at all as a character in there. Brother from Langley, man. Yep. That's what he yeah. says. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, he says, yeah, we're cousins. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I do like the romance between Vesper and Bond, and it, it, it correlates throughout the whole, like, his all his movies. It's always kind of a callback, even all the way into, like, Spectre. He sees something mm-hmm. about and you can kind of just feel like he's never quite over that death. It's the which only is cool. believable like love story and relationship throughout the series. Uh, I think, well, yeah, for this one yeah. initially, and I think the later one, one more later one for this one especially, I, w- yeah. which is uh, in itself, I think, an homage to uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, truthfully. So uh, it kind of, uh, was it kind of convenient he has a defibrillator in the car, by the way? 
Right, like it was always prepared for any yeah. situation. Right? I was it like, was how convenient. Really, aside yeah. from the tracker. How convenient, sir. I love the ending scene too, where he finally says his uh, Bond, James Bond. Right. Up into that, he's even like, uh, "How did you want your martini?" He doesn't say shake and disturbed. He's like, "Does it look like I give a damn?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you know." Well, even the uh, the music, you don't. That's the, the first time you hear the the Bond theme songs at the very very end. Yeah, and they brought back cool. the original, which is cool. Yeah, it's the original one. It's not a mm-hmm. remix one, so I knew right off the bat Marco was gonna be okay with that. Yes. So, yeah. Other than that, that's that's really all I have to say because you guys pretty much hit every other point. So, yeah. and I just you know I just want to just briefly talk about La Chifra and you know. No, nah, man, we're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know his villain that I think this changed kind of how how they were approaching at least in this particular film and and a little bit in the other ones, but just the approach of the villain of of how unique he was, not just with the kind of homage with the look and having something to identify him with the with the bleeding eye but like mm-hmm. he was doing things out of fear he wasn't doing it out of pace of like power and like thinking that oh well, i'm gonna be able to just succeed he's <laughs> trying to he's, you're he's telling me some... he didn't have a satellite in the sky ready right, to blow exactly. the country <laughs> yeah I you know like he was scared ready. from the warlord to kill him he was trying to make the money as quick as he could um, the only reason he was even suffering was because of bond to begin with messing up the the, mm-hmm. the plane the plane he, he thwarted the plot with the plane right plane. Um, like you know, as, as dangerous as he was, he wasn't like the top dog, yeah. right? And then no. even when they went into the room and tortured him, you know, they were torturing Bond. Like instant fear when Mister White. Oh, because you got to because he's a ba- he's the banker for all the bad guys, so he knew right. all their secrets, and he was like, "I'm just going to tell the Americans everything, so it doesn't even matter if you don't." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I just want to fuck you up because you fucking ruined my night or some shit." Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, my bad. So I, I, like I think he play, did a really good job. They mm-hmm. play on the fact that um, no matter how many times Bond uses an alias, like the bad guy can figure it out. Yeah, I did like that too. That scene where he kind of calls it out and says, "Like, it's fine. It doesn't matter." They're, they're and that's why win. that's actually an explanation of why he just tells people he's James Bond. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's "They should already know it's me." Yeah, no, if I'm if I'm here at this level, they already know who I am. Yeah. No export company this time, huh? Although I do like that he brings the cards out and it always just brings up Universal Exports. I'm like, what is what? Yeah, just like just, in the other films. Yeah, it's been his go-to since John mm-hmm. Connery, bro. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the next film, which is Quantum of Solace. I was always very interested to meet you. I heard so much about you from Vespa. If she hadn't killed herself, we would have had you too. Are you going to tell us who you work for? The first thing you should know about us is that we have people everywhere. I thought I could trust you. You said you weren't motivated by revenge. I'm motivated by my duty. I think you're so blinded by inconsolable rage that you don't care who you hurt. When you can't tell your friends from your enemies, it's time to go. You don't have to worry about me. So this film came out in 2008. 65% Rotten Tomato score, so a dramatic decrease from the uh, previous Bond film. Uh, James Bond descends into mystery as he tries to stop a mysterious organization from eliminating a country's most valuable resource. And I think James did a really good job of simplifying this plot because it took me forever to figure out what the plot was of this film. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, initially. You know, watching it again now, finally, I kind of, it all makes sense. But yeah. He's taking the water. 
That's it. It took me forever to realize what was going on. I was like, why? What, what I is, can't believe cool? Mark Forster directed this. When I yeah. saw that, I said, I got to be reading the wrong thing. Mark Forster, Christopher Robin, you know, 2008, yep. good film. World War Z, 2013, had to be redone a few times, but ended up being an okay film. Yeah. The Kite Runner, great film. Monsters Ball, great yeah. film. Um, so he's done he's done some epics, and uh, then you got Quantum Solace on his record, and I mean, mm. it's debatable. We'll talk about it. But who's double seven in this film? Of course, it's Daniel Craig. He's forty years old now, so you know he's gotten a little older. Uh, main Bond girl is Olga Kurylenko as Camille Montez. Uh, villains are Matthew Amalric as Dominic Green and Jesper uh, Christensen as Mr. White again. Also starring Judy Dench again as M, Giancarlo Giannini as Renee Mathis, uh, Gemma Arterton as Strawberry Fields, Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leder, <laughs> David Harbour, who I forgot was in this film when I saw me him. Me too, yeah, me uh, too. Greg Beam, Same. Rory Kinner as Bill Tanner, uh, Joaquin Cosio as General Medrano, and Fernando Goyan Cuervo, <laughs> Colonel of Police. Uh, so what's the villain trying to do here? He's trying to create a coup d'etat by selling water back to the Bolivian government at rapidly inflated prices after creating an artificial drought. Uh, how does Bond save the day? Bond intercepts Green before he can arrive out the coop. Green is later reported to have been shot by an anonymous assassin after drinking motor oil. So, Marco, what were your thoughts on this? What to say about this Bond movie? Uh, first, the good. I, which is... Well, you know, I'll go with some good and some bad. Good. I like how it starts off directly after Casino Royale. And yeah. he's being chased. He's got Mr. White in his trunk and everything. And they're, like, interrogating him and stuff like that. They're being chased by, like, the shadow organization they're trying to figure out. So I like that aspect of it. I know some of the complaints from originally from Casino Royale was that there wasn't much action, which I didn't really feel that way watching this time around because I thought that the plot was very interesting. It's very like complex and made up for that. So they go like ham with action in this one. Do they? Um, just a bit, man. I feel like there's not a lot of action in this movie one, at all. One there's, of my points dude, was no. that there, film, there was a lot of fighting, and I thought that the action fights were pretty spot on. There was, there was a lot more, compared, especially I, compared to the last no, one. No, I really? disagree. The yeah. action sequences were very choppy and sloppy. They, they do a lot yeah. of the shaky cam. I agree. You can't really tell what's going on. The I editing agree. is horrible in this freaking movie. Um, there's plenty of action. You get the chase. You got the boat scene. Um, you got the opera scene. Um, you got, um, you know, the whole deserts thing. Can uh, I can I bring up one thing with that too, Marco? Um, yeah. I do like that opening sequence, the chase. There's a lot of um, times where it's just the music playing and it's just silent while they're doing it. Also, same yeah. thing with the opera scene. Yes. And I actually like, yeah, same here. I actually think that's really well done. Cinematography on both of those are quite excellent, actually. Everything else, I, though, is like, ugh. I do think that the, the the cinematography in the opera one could have been a little bit better. It just seemed a little, still slightly messy. Like I see what he was trying to do, but it just seemed a little like too like blurry, like you know blinking, you, blinking, you miss it type of thing. And I, I still had a bit of an issue with it. But I, you know, I appreciate what it was doing. Um, the Bond song sucks in this one. Uh, the uh, Jack White like and Alicia Keys one, right? Yeah, fucking horrible. Yeah, I don't I like, like it either. What the fuck is the, this? Was it just me, or maybe it was just my audio? But I felt like they were doing kind of like a, a live version of the song almost, because uh, it just sounded 
not, like not fully produced when no, I was, that was your audio. That's your audio. Going for raw <laughs> because of the white stripes. That's their style. They yeah. like to be raw and stuff. But oh, I'm I sorry. It's with the weird. white stripe. It's Jack. Just Jack White. Sorry. Yeah. It's just, just, Jack just Jack White. Yeah. yeah but I, I mean, still like that's kind of like his style type of thing. Um, the fucking bad guy Dominic Green. They tried to make him seem like menacing and like he was like very over the top, but I felt like. It didn't work. Like he, he just seemed like a lackey to me that just was trying to seem important. Like you see the difference between him and Lashif. Lashif actually like felt powerful and felt like he was, and he was just a fucking, he was just a banker. He was a fucking accountant. This guy is supposed to be like a fucking terrorist, and he's just bland. He's just kind of very vanilla. It it seemed more. Is that like, how he infiltrates the places to make him feel comfortable? Maybe. Probably it felt more like. David Harbour's character, Greg Beam, he felt like more in charge. He felt more kind of like menacing. Like the CIA was really felt felt more like in charge because they were trying to um, take advantage of their like Green's connections and shit like that. And America just trying to get some oil, guys. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Really? We don't we don't get. I felt like I felt like CIA was so unnecessary in this movie. I'm like, no, you could have cut were, them from they, this they, short they ass were. movie to begin with, and yeah. it would have flowed better. And, and that's what the issue was. They were unnecessary, and yet they felt more like of an of like a menacing power. Like they were actually the ones that were like, get Bond out of the way, or we're, we're gonna fucking kill him. Um, Green just felt like he was just an inconvenience at the time until the very end. So, yeah, Green, I mean, I, I see what they were trying to do, but it just didn't work for me. Um, the Bond girl, her whole, like, re- Camille Montez, her whole revenge story, like, I, I get it, but very unnecessary and just didn't really seem like it connected much to the plot. It was just an excuse to have Bond, like, have a, like, one femme fatale. Uh, the James vehicle for this one, not not like I said, not as fun. These movies don't make it as easy as the other ones because they're not as batshit crazy, but it's the boat. It's it's the boat that he's driving and these are terrible. <laughs> these are fucking but, terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well I mean, that's all. Point. That's all I got. That's all I got for this one. The whole plot was fucking. It's it's super bondish. Um, he's just basically trying to like create a drought and sell water back to like a country. It just seemed kind of like it seemed like a Roger Moore plot line to me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I still I enjoyed I this movie. This but, is definitely um, a Roger Moore movie, dude. <laughs> I, I liked it better than I did originally. Like, originally, I was just like, man, this is just fucking trash. Um, but I did appreciate it a little bit more just for the mere fact that they're continuing the story and they're actually, like, sticking to, like, a linear timeline that they're following. And I kind of like that. Um, and they're still trying to figure out what this, you know, shadow organization is and everything. I guess you can watch this movie if you're if you want... If you're going to watch all the movies, like one from Casino Royale to Spectre, then I guess this one's kind of necessary to a point, but not really. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm always the type to just watch the fucking thing. It's still better than a lot of the Roger Moore movies, which is crazy. But no, this movie is True. easily True. the worst out of for Daniel Craig. And it's just one of those movies where I think it's kind of a weak story. First of all, it's super short, too. This shit ended before I even realized it was going to end. I was like, I was looking at the time. I was like, there's like 20 minutes left to this movie. Yeah. There's a lot. Like, I like I like the um, scenes with Mathis and how he kind of, like, is kind of pushing James to, like, forgive Vesper because, like, he understands where she was coming from and shit. And he sees a lot of, like, the hate and stuff in 
bond toward it all, and he doesn't really want to talk about it, and it kind of, kind of characterizes him a little. Bit. It makes him a little bit more human, I think, compared yeah, to other bonds. Yeah, you know what? The, I agree. The Mathis scenes were probably like my, my favorite ones. I was actually sad. When, I mean, I did write. Did Bond just use Mathis as a shield? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, kind of did. <laughs> I was it's like, like a callback. I was like, damn, bro, put John him down. Connery. I was like, shit, you just got this. Guess this motherfucker killed, dude. Was it in Gold in Goldfinger when he used the chick as a shield? Oh, I mean, he's. Love. I mean, once again, he's done that more than once. Yeah, so. hey, had a self-preservation. The, the Oops, later. Like, I mean, the real callback the to Goldfinger spin. is the strawberry fields and oil. I thought that was a really cool scene. Yeah, that was nice too. Yeah. Total callback to Goldfinger, which is cool because yep. it's kind of it's kind of creepy actually. Like I said, David Harbour and Jeffrey Wright in this one are really just in it just to be in it. I mean, this is the last time you see Felix until the newest movie too. So it's like, okay, well, I guess we just have to have him kind of sometimes back, right? Uh, I mean, it ends with Felix getting promoted and taking Harper's job, which thus, you know, gets him the position of where the Felix is in the other Bond films, which is cool. Uh, once again, Universal Exports comes back. <laughs> Bond shows it that that's the company he works for. So I was like, there we go. <laughs> we were good way for one fucking thing, but he's back with it. Um, I really, this is the one that I have the last, like the least amount of fucking notes on too. It's like, well, apparently Bond can uh, pilot a plane too pretty well. I don't know if you guys noticed that when he's saving Camille. Yeah, it's like wow, this is really Top Gun as fuck right now. And when he falls, man, when they crash into the thing, I'm like, would he have died right there? That was there's no such way a anyone short window, window. Yeah. dude. Yeah. There's no way he would have survived that parachute and then slamming into the thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure this dude's fucking paralyzed the rest of his life. Yeah. And then near the end, are, are they about to pull a double suicide? When they're yeah, like, we're, oh, we're, we're not gonna, gonna we're not gonna make it out of here. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not yeah. the James Bond I know, but okay. I, I never realized that until I saw it this time around. Yeah. I was like, oh shit! It's only because he saw that gas can and he was like, nope, never. Oh mind. wait a minute, I can do this. And, I, and I, then I, the last, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I, w- I will say, I do like the fight between him and Green. Like it was. I, I mean, mean was, Green looks so skimpy though. Like, dude, just whoop his ass real quick. Why yeah, is this taking he, like, so long? Axe round like a like a maniac. Yeah, but Bond's a trained assassin, and Green's a a dude. True. <laughs> right? I mean, see, that's I, like me going up. I'm like, I'm going to last about 13 seconds. This guy's going to break my arm in three places, and it's going to be true, done. But it, as opposed to just, you know, not, not being able to actually fight the guy in the previous movie because he gets shot. You know, he actually gets that's to, true. You know, that's true. That's true. Toe-to-toe with this guy. Uh, I do like that they kind of seal up the Vesper thing, too. Like, hey, Vesper got played. You know, this guy's doing this to every chick, and yeah. for once, Bond doesn't kill the guy because, dude, Bond is killing every fucking contact in this movie, dude. Which was which was a heavy theme in the film, though. Like, Dude, they're like, "Hey, can we question him?" No, I killed him. Oh, that's cool. I kind of like that. Uh, also, I have to mention that if you guys do watch these two in 4K, they don't look very good. This one in Casino Royale, they did not do the greatest transfer on these two, as opposed to the other films. I just want to bring that up. Uh, what did you think, Will? I mean, like, as I was saying before, I, I as a as a direct sequel to. Uh, Casino Royale, I think it stands... I, I was telling you before, James, I think it actually stands really well as a direct sequel, but yeah. the story itself is... is I mean, as good as the plot was in Casino Royale, that's, mm-hmm. you don't have as good of a plot in this one. Um, it does help wrap up some of the threads from the previous film and, and grows the character more um, of Bond, so you can kind of see his pain, deal with, you know, yeah. r- uh, uh, Reconciling with Mathis and then growing from did Vesper. you ever? I got to mention something. Did you ever notice that they never went back to Mr. White after he's shot and he disappears? Yeah, I never noticed. I, I, I never noticed of, it until we watched all of these back to back. I'm like, oh yeah, he was there. He I just kind of thought it was weird. It's like he, he tried him. to kill them. Yeah. No, he he escapes because he wait. Remember because he looks up. He's like, oh, look, he's gone. But now I'm gonna chase yeah. the fucking assassin. And then I was like, oh yeah. I, I, and then I you don't see him until Spectre. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, you know with that too, like 
this helped uh, create a, a stronger relationship with him and M. Um, yeah. Because Emma's a very big part of this role, you know, she's trying to track him, and also there's a bounty on his head, and so she's she trusts him, but she doesn't know if she should, and so she, it's it's a lot of back. I mean, I like the scene where they're in the hotel, and all these agents are after him, and he's just kind of walk, dancing between the the ledge and, and the hallway with her and talking, and I, that yeah. was pretty neat way of. Uh, of I almost feel like that. that goes on too long, though, man. I'm like, I get it. It is a longer scene, probably, but you know, for a short film, I guess everything's kind of padded a little bit. Yeah. Um, they're like, look, he's sneaky. And I, I like the fight scene when he was, especially the scene where he was fighting the other assassin, um, and how long that goes. I thought that was a pretty uh, a cool fight scene. But it was very Jason Bourne esque. Yeah, and maybe that's why I kind of liked it because I, I, I like the kind of fight style where it's a bit. But I think that's also uh, reflects what Mark was saying in the the shaky cam, which is very popular right, in those movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially during that time. And it's very hard to like. They're going so quick sometimes. I'm like, I this is like, fucking. Um, Optimus Prime finding Megatron. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> One of these guys is going to die, I guess. I don't know who is too who much going book. on, guys. I don't yeah. know who. Two white guys, like goddamn. Whoever has okay. the touch, bro. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, but I agree. Like the the villain isn't isn't the strongest. Like I get what what the whole premise is that he's kind of upper echelon um, in the organization. But um, yeah. <laughs> what is this but, organization? Though, yeah, what guys? Is, what like, are they doing? Is he talking about Sea World or something? What's going on? Quantum. Quantum. Hey, by the way, what in the fuck is quantum? I don't know. They bring it up again at the end, like as it's if it was a thing, and I'm like, that's his. So or, is that his? The name Maybe of his, his plan? subsection? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's a subsection underneath Spectre. The quantum. I, I don't. I don't know what quantum is. I'm googling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, solace yeah. means like sun, right? Yeah. So well, I know, like you know, there's quantum theory. Quantum means measure, and solace meaning comfort. What? <laughs> Measure of comfort? Cool. Yeah. I'm just going to pretend I didn't. Yeah, whatever. That's cool, I guess. Yes. So, yeah, the whole whole Dumbest villain and master plan title? thing, like maybe it's a little ahead of its time, I don't know, but the whole drought thing and country finding ways to take over the country. So I I read some reviews and they were saying that, you know, the the plot was a bit forward thinking. I was like, I don't know. Like mm, interesting okay. idea for a bad guy in organization, <laughs> but I don't know if it really makes for a good film as yeah. far as uh, plot is concerned. I don't kind of look like he weighed I mean, like yeah, a buck twenty five. It really is like a real world scenario. Do do some yeah. do some you know. Some when he was like, now we're that? going yeah, to I mean, resell the water to you three times the price. Mm. He's I like, like, I will not sign. And, and I was just cool. there. I was just there. I was like, is this really the plot, man? We go from guys. We were some guys blowing up fucking countries with their satellites, and now we're just taking water. Okay, I mean. I, That's cool. I was thinking of sipping my whiskey. I was like, "How much of this have I had?" Because I don't think I heard that right. He's like, "It'd be a shame <laughs> if you ended up dead or something." And I was like, "And that's all it took." And he signed it. Yeah. He just wants to take it to take back the what? Okay, that's cool. Well, he had, he had his Util- dude on the side ready to shoot him. I guess utilities uh, though, yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah, <So>. utilities. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, the film, like I said, it was a it was a good as far as progression, a good direct sequel, but. If you're watching it as a standalone Bond film, it's it's not the strongest. Hell no. Do not watch this unless you've seen the other one. Yeah. Imagine this being your first Bond film. You'd Uh-oh. be like, these are yeah, kind of shit, be pretty upset. Like, Why is he Bond? What, what yeah. are they doing here? You'd be like, well, let me show you what Die Another Day looks like, though. It's skippable to a point. Yeah. All right. And on to the next installment in the Daniel Craig Bond series, Skyfall. It's gone. You both know what's at stake here. 
There isn't much road left. Take the bloody shot. What do you say about a man like that? Three months ago, you lost the drive containing the identity of every agent embedded in terrorist organizations across the globe. 007 reporting for duty. Where the hell have you been? Enjoying death. I only have one question. Why not stay dead? There's no shame in saying you've lost a step. So this one came out in 2012. It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 92%. So we're uh, we're back on top. Um, These uh, movies go the opposite of the Star Trek films, right? Uh, even my neighbor's dogs, if you can hear them, they they agree that we're back on track here. So the odd film, the odd films, yeah, the odd films are the best no, ones for these because the evens are normally better for Star Trek, right? Yeah, true. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. The plot to this one is James Bond's loyalty to M is tested when her past comes to haunt her. When MI6 comes under attack, 007 must track down and destroy the threat, no matter how personal the cost. This one was directed by Sam Mendes, who has a really good resume. He did 1917 in 2019. That's the name of the movie. Okay, I'm not just <laughs> naming computers there. <laughs> uh, he did Spectre, uh, which is the next installment in 2015. Uh, Revolutionary Road in 2008 and Jarhead in 2005. Who's 007 in this movie? Well, surprise, surprise, it's Daniel Craig, and he's 44, so he's still one-third the age of Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore, <laughs> the Roger Moore uh, the started mid- when he was 43 or 44, I believe, so Jesus. <laughs> and ended when he was 68. So Yeah, when he was 79 <laughs> years old. Uh, the main Bond girl is Naomi Harris as Eve Moneypenny. Uh, the villain is Javier Bardem as Tiago Raul Silva Rodriguez. Also stars Judy Dench, who comes back as M for her final appearance, Ralph Fiennes as Gareth Mallory, Bernice Marlowe as Severine, Albert Finney as Kincaid, Ben Wishaw as Q, who's the third actor to portray the, the actual titular character of Q, and Roy Kinnear as Tanner. So what's the villain trying to do here? Silva wants to take revenge on M by killing her and staging a humiliating cyber attack on MI6. How does Bond save the day? Well, Silva indirectly succeeds as M is fatally wounded when his forces attack Skyfall Ranch, Bond's childhood's home in Scotland. And Bond kills Silva by throwing a hunting knife into his back. So, um, James, what'd you think of this one? This movie's solid. This is a good one. Um, uh, rewatching it again, I think it's a little bit too long. If that makes sense to you guys, I think it goes on. It's one of the longest. I think it's. Is it the longest film? It's one it's, of the longest films. It's one of the longest. I think it's like maybe yeah. two or three minutes longer than Spectre. So yeah. So much. this movie itself, I think, is pretty enjoyable. I like this one. So I used to think this was Daniel Craig's best movie, but I think. I, I don't know. It's a tie between this and Casino Royale for me, but this is a pretty damn solid movie, man. Uh, it really shows you how he kind of feels betrayed by M in this film, and it's one of those things where. Um, he kind of sways from like being an agent. He already kind of has that storyline of like, maybe I need to not do this shit forever. And it just, um, I think there's a lot of positives here as well. That Adele song is really good. I really that one up with just, you know, it's uh, it's a really good bond song. 
they finally do a lot of callbacks to and homages to the other films. So like Q Branch makes an appearance with Q finally. It's funny because it's like a young Q. It's like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> There's even like a line where he's he gives the shrapnel of the bullets to the, them to look in. It's like for her eyes only. I'm like, oh, look at that. Yeah, right. using, I like we that. We got some quips mm. finally here, huh? And he finally gets like his specialized PPK that's like only his fingerprints or some shit won't work mm-hmm. on anyone else i want to say the db yeah db5 gets another scene you see the db5 here the benefit of getting sam mendes is cinematography in this movie is fucking absolutely beautiful yeah you yes. get so many good shots in this one too and it's one of those things where it shows you a lot of tracking shots it shows you a lot of uh scenery shots it's just it's 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 really well done you get it's like a step up by the way this movie and specter in 4k look amazing as opposed to the other two which i was pretty disappointed in it, um, just has, it has scale, which which I like. It yeah, just, it yeah, just seems and like huge. I like. I mean, I'm not saying that the, every Bond has to get it because one of the biggest complaints of the last two films is no gadgets, and even the gadgets he gets in here, it's they're so minute. It's like okay, that's all you get is a a radio yeah. signal and the pistol. But I'm like, hey, better than nothing, I guess. Um, those Komodo dragons are pretty scary. By yeah. the way, I forgot about that scene. I was like, "Holy shit, Komodo dragons!" Even even uh, James Bond was scared of him. He's like, "Oh my god, those things are crazy, man!" I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" Hey, also, is Money Penny the worst agent ever? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you know, she's supposed to be worst shot. shot. I mean, that's why she's like, "It's not for everybody." Near the end, I'm like, "Yeah, please stay back." I mean, you at the kill same time, somebody. She god. was. She, I mean, she was saying she doesn't have a clear shot, and she was following orders. You know, it's like uh, I not just shot, that man. though. She also missed every other shot she was shot, not just that main shot. Um, yeah. If you notice in the scene in the um, when M is getting attacked, she misses everyone as well. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, um, oh, she does punch the one guy. That's it. But she's supposed to be in disguise. Yeah. But I mean, she's not a very good agent. I thought that was hilarious. Then it kind of plays the role of like, hey, maybe you should just. Yeah, it kind of hel- helps explain why she decides to take like an administrative. Yeah, she does that. Like, you know what? Never mind. Cool. Fuck the field. Silva's a cool villain. I don't think he's as cool as some of the other previous Bond ones. Uh, for Daniel Craig wise, he's the most Bond of all the villains. Does that make sense? He's a little oh, yeah. too is, over the top. I, I liked him. Uh, no, I'm not saying he's bad, but I mean, I, as now that we've seen it all, he you you can kind of tell he's kind of a combination of a few past villains all kind of rolled into one. A bit. Um, his the revenge against M is the main point of it all, which, you know, he pretty much gets to, and it's kind of cool that he used to be an agent himself. And it's one of those things, uh, you know, they use... Kind of like a throwback to, yeah. like, GoldenEye with, you know, an agent coming back and, uh, yeah, you like know, using tri- all his tactics to... Kind of, yeah, like, he knows how they do stuff, but he's he was yeah. more of, a, like, a hacker himself, so he... Right. That's his main kind of MO, he's I like guess, a, with everything. It, to a point, he's like an amalgam of, like, I guess, Q and bond are those two skill sets kind of i guess yeah like a smarter if bond knew how to use a computer at all i guess <laughs> yeah yeah um i think the scene where they do the db5 with the 007 theme song is a really good moment when they finally pop it I'm like there you go yeah um but outside of that i mean i'll just i'll leave it there i think uh the money penny reveal at the end is cool even though they i think it was kind of obvious but 
I maybe just because I've seen the movie so many times, but yeah, solid, uh, solid Bond film. What about you, Nabil? I think this was an excellent film. Marco's point on scale, I really think, defines this film. That it's just, you know, most of the movie actually is just in, in the United Kingdom, you know, in London, and then when it goes up to Scotland. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you just feel like there's this is kind of bigger world happening, especially from the the scene in the very opening of the film and. Um, you know, they're chasing in the motorcycle and the car and then the, the hand-to-hand combat all happening, you know, pretty quickly. And then the gunfights where that are happening just in the one of the ministries when they're deposing um, M. And what I really like is that they really lean into M's story here just as much as Bond and show their kind of connection. Like that this is this is the the end of this this, this relationship era. that they built, yeah, in this era, and and you yeah, know they, they gave a good homage to Judy, Judy Dench, but also kind of like you were talking about before, James, with with the uh, whose name is Casey, but the other M that we had, where he just kind of unceremoniously, you know, his tenure ends and they move on. They they really kind of I feel did a good justice of, of ending. They the show tenure that, that she's kind of losing it on her edge yeah. of like, hey, now you got people after you. You just you know, you were directly charged with like losing all this shit. That's kind of a big deal too. It's kind of like, right. and I mean, regardless, Mallory, of, yeah, regardless of her dying, that, she's, that she actually like she has like a like emotional attachments to to her agent. Yeah, because it's one of those things. And I think even if she hadn't died, like they were already setting her up to be like, hey, you're you're gonna be let go of this position, so, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the whole like uh, conference of like, hey, you know, we gotta go over this and. Basically, mm-hmm. not fire. I mean, quote unquote, fire you in a way, but like it will ceremoniously do it in a good way that you know. So, yeah. So I mean, I really like that aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, Javier Bardem, I think, was a good good villain as Silva. Um, he's. I agree with you completely, James. Though he's he's very much a Bond villain. You know, he fits that as archetype. Opposed, yeah, the other ones, yeah. Right, where they have kind of their own things. You know, he's got his quirks. He's got. He's he's a bit. He's insane, essentially. <laughs> but I he's felt, got his. I felt a lot smart. of. I felt a lot of like Joker kind of references. To Almost, that. Yeah. It, like he's definitely trying to be that unhinged guy. Like doesn't give mm-hmm. a fuck. And I mean, but he's it works, formidable though. though. At the same yeah, time, like just definitely. when they capture him, he had a whole plan. He escaped. Oh, he, he wanted to be. Ca- yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So which was really cool, and I think that's it's a good point to showing that like um, where Bond is is kind of being teased that you know he's. For some reason, apparently, there's a long enough gap between Sol- Quantum uh, Quantum Solace and this film that he's considered an old agent, an old dog. They're talking about the old ways, and that yeah. his his job is irrelevant now. Um, and you have Q coming in, the young guy who's who's all tech savvy, and yet yeah. you have Silva, who's an old agent as well, and outsmarted Q, outsmarted you know Bond, and it's like you've it's it's got to be a combination of both essentially to be able to to work in this new world. And he even talks yeah. about like the years. It's like eighty six to ninety seven. I'm like, that's like living yeah. daylights to tomorrow never dies. Do they do that on purpose? That's I feel like pretty they cool. Did, yeah. 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 One um, thing I do want to bring up too, real quick, uh, like Kincaid, the uh, caretaker or the quartermaster of Skyfall. At one point, they were thinking of actually asking uh, Sean Connery to do that role, but they decided really? they decided against it because it would have probably been a distraction. Off the thing, yeah. 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 yeah I just remember hearing so. about that. That would be yeah. cool, though. Yeah, and that's he was like Father he, Bond, Papa Bond, right there. Papa Bond, he's like, these are my children. I'm like, oh my god, they connect. <laughs> they both he, use Walt BBK. He comes back still as an Asian from. <laughs> he only lived twice. I'm still Japanese. Oh, <laughs> it was shit. too expensive to revert. <laughs> he gets really handsy and he starts like just. He grabs ML hard. Everyone. Shut up, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Those are like, oh my god, what's going on here? Papa, stop! <laughs> it was it was cool to to. to 
see that kind of connection of Bond's uh, childhood, whether or not, you know, they, they obviously didn't go into too much detail, but no. just to, to see that kind of connection of saying, you know, he does have a past. He's not just his agent and he's dealing with his, his shit. Um, and I also did like, they, they bring it up twice. They do it at the end. And then when they're driving on their way to Skyfall, but where he kind of stops and looks at the view and he's always like, I never miss a, miss a, or waste a view. And I just kind of felt like that was a good, good touch on his character and how, I, even though all this other crazy shit is going on, he knows and kind of appreciates his surroundings and what he's got going on. You know, that shit could be way worse. No, so no, he's no. Just that was, that was Sam Mendes flexing his cinematography skills. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, also. He's like, yes. we never miss a shot. I mean, a uh, scene. I mean, what are we mm. doing? <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know, he knows that he's, he could die at any moment, and he's just, you know, trying yeah. to enjoy the life that he, he Did had. you like how he, him. like, was trying to play it off? Like, I'm just going to pretend I'm dead for a while. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I'm just going to take a vacation. He was in the scorpion thing. I saw Marco in the back. I was like, is that Marco? (laughs) He's going to do it, It's okay, Senior Bonnie. You can do it, man. I put 20 on it. It's okay. I was like, okay. I mean, is is that a man with a death wish or, you know, is he on vacation? I don't know. He's different than drinking the worm, okay? Somebody, like, pointed out in a meme, like, Sean Connery's always enjoying himself in all the movies, and uh, Daniel Craig is always miserable in every movie. He is. He's so sad. <laughs> Everybody's dying around him. Gambling, he he's pissed. Catch a break. Yeah. Having sex, he's pissed. Smoking, mm-hmm. he's pissed. Everything. <laughs> Fighting, he's mad. And Sean Connery's just like, I'm here for the fun. Right? So, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I mean, that's... But that's that's really just... Uh, I, I mean, the film is just great. There's so many... There's so many great things about the film. I can't really fault it um, really much. So I think it was an excellent film. Uh, What about you, Marco? I fucking love this movie. I love it a lot. Um, It's my favorite Bond movie. And uh, it's my favorite Daniel Craig Bond movie. I think it's fucking solid as hell. I like that it has a lot of callbacks to, you know, the previous movies. I like how it shows. Was it a better payoff uh, for you now that you know the callbacks now, Marco? Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm assuming, more. right? Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering if that would affect how I felt about this movie, and no, I mean, I, you know, obviously I'm a little more biased because I I've had a lot more experience with Daniel Craig than I've had with any of the previous Bonds aside from Pierce Brosnan. Um, but Not yeah, anymore. it's it's yeah, but it's <laughs> it's an incredible incredible movie. You get to see like MI6 is not as 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 um, impenetrable as you thought, like. Obviously, they, it's been attacked before in the Pierce Brosnan movies. Um, and I like how they bring that back. They bring back the fact that, like you guys said, you know, another agent that or double O that went down is the one that, you know, brings them to their knees and stuff. Uh, Silva was a great fucking villain. I liked him. I like uh, Javier Bardem. Um, I th- thought he did amazing as Silva. Um, the fact that he actually seems like very, like, on par with with bond um like i was saying he's he's good on the tech side and he's good you know on like the physical side like he can you know operate weapons and stuff like that he has access to like fucking helicopters with machine guns and stuff um the relationship between m and bond uh is very like it's heartfelt she's very much like a mother figure to him and this one shows it much more like i said there's a throwaway line that they both have like gotten uh, attached to each other but they both know how each other works and knows that each one of them is necessary both m and bond which i really appreciated the whole um trial or whatever m is going through that entire scene 
was incredible where she's reciting the poem that her husband uh, read to her and stuff and Bond is racing to get there. It's such a really good scene. It gave me chills the very first time I saw it. It still gives me chills to this day every time I see that fucking scene. And Silva just busts in and just starts shooting everywhere. I they, they make it a point at the beginning of the movie that Bond's aim is not, like, it's not there because of his injury and stuff like that. And he's only good when he gets, like, um, closer to his target. In that scene, he doesn't hit a single target. And I like how that's a payoff to that in a way, whether it was done on purpose or not, it was cool that he was just sort of laying to suppress the fire, but it was only like uh, Mallory and someone else that was actually able to shoot some of the bad guys. I, I mean, he shoots cool. the, uh, he, he nails that fucking fire. He, shoot, he shoots the oh, fire yeah. extinguisher, but it's, it's like pretty much like right next to him. Also, I like I, the wink he gives Mallory. Yeah. He's like, really I'm not trying good. to shoot you. Yeah. I like that too. Such I got to say though, epic scene. I, the poem thing seemed out of character to me for him to do that, by the way. For what? When she recites the poem, I just didn't feel like M would do that. She's such a cold person. Yeah, you didn't really when get she that, did that connection like, from hmm. her either. I, like, but, she's I it was the, but it, yeah. to me, see, I saw it as the one time where she actually let her guard down because she knew like this was the end of the road. In front of strangers, no matter what, no, like no matter what happened, she was not going to be in charge of MI6 anymore. And so it's the one time she's where like, she let her guard shoot, down. Someone shoot me, yeah. please. I mean, like, someone's hunting for her, and then there's, you know, this shit's going on. She's like, yeah. fuck it, you know, whatever. Um, the whole, like, scene during uh, Skyfall was just excellent. The way they are booby-trapping everything Home Alone style. Yeah. Was really cool. I was like, damn, um, Bonnie, you didn't shit, take any shit with you, bro? But it shows, like, how grounded this series is and how, like, the gadgets are trying to be, like, more realistic. And they even do that uh, with the house when they're trying to, like, rig it with, quote-unquote, like, gadgets that are more practical, uh, like, yeah, uh, that are more, like, believable. And, of course, like, uh, when you realize that, you know, well, shit, she's going to die. I thought that was a very, like, pretty cool scene. I like how he kills Silva. He just, like, st- you know, throws a knife and stabs him in the back. <laughs> he was like, fuck it. I don't care how I kill this guy. I just need yeah. to kill him. But yeah, it's a it's a solid solid movie. It's just one it's just one notch above Casino Royale for me. I love Casino Royale. It's a really good movie, but I feel like these two movies are definitely like the strongest ones in the series. But this one it just like beats it just by like a snidge, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, the James vehicle for this one. I almost forgot. Like I said, they're not really that exciting. There's got to be nothing. Uh, when in sliding it. down the, the escalator, dog man. Saw. I just uh... <laughs> the one that made me down the on. escalator. Okay. <laughs> He's just trying to catch up to Silva. <laughs> he's like when he's it. climbing up the elevator. That's all. <laughs> the next one, the James thing is the shoes he wears. I'm like, dude, just stop. It doesn't work for this fucking series. Uh, no, no, no. There's, there's, there's a pretty good one for the next one. All right, guys, let's get into the final film here that is going to be 2015's Spectre. You had no authority. None. Mexico City. What were you doing there? I was taking some overdue holiday. So what's going on, James? They say you're finished. What do you think? I think you're just getting started. Magnificent, isn't she? Zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. A few little tricks up her sleeve. Do one more thing for me. What do you have in mind? Make me disappear. Tell me where he is. He's everywhere. You should go there. 
You're crossing over to a place where there is no mercy. You're protecting someone. Get away from me! Why should I trust you? Because right now, I'm your best chance of staying alive. This organization, do you know what it's called? Its name is Spectre. So this movie came out in 2015, like I said. It has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the IMDb description is a cryptic message from James Bond's past. Sends him on a trail to uncover the existence of a sinister organization named Spectre. With a new threat dawning, Bond learns the terrible truth about the author of all his pain and his most recent missions. This is also directed by Sam Mendes. He uh, did Skyfall in 2012, wrote to Perdition in 2002, and American Beauty in 1999. Uh, Daniel Craig is about 47 years old in this one. The main Bond girl is Leia Seydoux as Dr. Madeleine Swan. The villains are going to be Christoph Waltz as Ernst Stavro Blofeld and Andrew Scott as Max Denby, uh, a.k.a. C. This stars Ralph Fiennes as M. He is the fourth actor to portray the role. Monica Bellucci as Lucia. Ben Wishaw as Q. Naomi Harris as Moneypenny. Dave Bautista as Hinks. Rory Kinnear as Tanner. And Jesper Christensen as Mr. White. That's his final appearance. What's the villain trying to do here? He's trying to gain control of a global surveillance program called Nine Eyes. How does Bond save the day? Bond destroys Blofeld's data center and Q manages to disable the Nine Eyes program before it can be activated. Blofeld is arrested by M while C engages in a fight with M and hilariously falls to his death. He doesn't throw Blofeld down a chimney? No. no. Dude, when C fell over, I literally was like, damn, did he slip? Yeah, I kind of forgot that part. I was like, oh yeah, that's did how that Did he slip? I was like, holy fuck, he slipped. Um, So lightning probably doesn't strike twice here. So, Nabil, <laughs> what did you think of Spectre? I mean, I liked it better this time around than the first time, but that's not saying much. I mean, the plot, it took a very long time, I, I realized, especially with this. I think this is the longest Bond film, like, ever. And it, is, it took yeah. a very long time to get to the end where you see Blofeld's reveal, essentially, and mm -hmm. what his motives are and what he's trying to do with Bond. And I'm like, oh, so we got all the... Oh, we waited this long for this. And it did seem... I forgot. I forgot the half brother thing again. Remember, spoiler report. Not yeah. half brother, adopted brother. Too, yeah. And I was like, like oh, maybe. yeah. I was like, oh, I I see what's going on here. Yeah. So I didn't like that. Um, not even half. Not a half brother is adopted. It's adopted. Brother. adopted yeah, he just went here. to live with them. Yeah. I didn't like that they had a family connection. I think that kind of tainted that a bit for me, especially with yeah. Bond trying to remember who he is. But I whatever, right? Um, the the scenes are the scenes are well sh done. You know, you got Sam Mendes back in the role. They have some pictures. Thing they went up to the mountains, which is a Bond staple thing. You know, he's up in up in the it's snow, kind of, and it's that's it's, very much a this movie is a very much a callback to um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yes, it is. A lot yeah. of this yep. movie, especially mm -hmm. um, the character of uh, Madeline Swan, is pretty much Tracy. I don't know if you guys have noticed yep. that or not. I did. Like she's and she's the daughter of a vil like a a, a prominent that villain he's falling too. in love with, and uh, yeah. I I didn't I, I I don't know I didn't feel the connection. Like I saw the, the, I definitely they were forcing that connection because they were trying to bond in the hotel room, and then mm. well, it's also um, she works for a pharmaceutical company. Also, yeah, exactly. Kind of similar to on yeah. your service. Yeah, I the thought about place, that. And yeah. I thought about the comment that James said. You know how we would feel about that movie later on. It mm -hmm. kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I don't I don't know if I I believe that relationship um, fully like 
it just seems that Bond at a certain point they made it feel like he he was uh, he had lost his his so called mother figure and now he's just got nobody anymore and so yeah, I don't know he fallen fallen for her. It worked action, for me by the way. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't. I I and I thought I would it see it because it didn't feel like that way before. Yeah, I, I, felt I felt like it was the force. I felt like it worked. I mean, she's obviously in the next movie too, so yeah. And so I'm, I like it to see where that goes. Did work out, so kind of maybe it didn't. Maybe depending on the um, trailer, there, right? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There, uh, the the great the best scene is I like the train scene with uh, um, Bautista's character because that reminded me of uh, from Russia with Love the the fight scene inside there. So, I mean, they weren't in one car, but it was just really cool to see them kind of fighting off inside the train, especially because Bautista's, you know, such a big dude and throwing throwing a Craig everywhere <laughs> in the train and destroying it. Also Mind kind you. kind of similar to uh, James Bond's first encounter with Jaws, too. I yeah. would say that that's what I, I agree to. We're kind of leaned into it, yeah. Especially the ferocity of Hinks coming in, and it's so random. It's very yeah. similar to how Jaws shows up in one of the movies and just starts fighting. He like, almost gets fuck. tossed out in the same manner too. Kind yeah. of similar, yeah, definitely. And I, I think that that's uh, kind of a, a different kind of villain for this Bond because he doesn't deal with somebody who's like kind of you know big, broad, and 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 overbearing. It's mostly just people kind of on his level, and he can shoot him down with a gun. So that was cool, you know, being chased after after him. I like the chase scene at the beginning uh, ish, you know, like probably first 25 minutes of the film where they're racing through with the the uh, was a db10 um god what a beautiful car by the way yeah such a oh great my car. god yeah uh we're just driving through italy like it's pretty cool that's so a good like, i like this, some good scenes. i like the cinematography that scene especially yeah the chase scene too yeah it's, it's very well shot I, I like that and but can i mention that was it a bit reminiscent of the ice scene from die another day yeah, with a Zhao. I was like getting mm-hmm. a little Fast and Furious here, but I'll take it's it. Little, they're just kind of leaning it. into old tropes. I, I it didn't feel, it didn't stand out like the other films. Even Quantum Solace, like, um, do you think Quantum Solace is Quantum. better than this movie? I I kind of do. Yeah, because oh. I, I like the action mm. more. I like the action more. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'll have what this man's smoking, please. But mm. I've always kind of liked Quantum Solace. I, I know not everybody's mm. like that. I, I've always kind of had a, a soft spot for it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, out, guys. Just kidding. I, I Marco, see him anyways. Marco logged off. <laughs> he's, gone, he's gone dark, guys. He's gone rogue. Oh, shit. He's gone um, rogue. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of positive things to talk about Spectre, but it it def- definitely is trying to set up to uh, another era, and especially, like, the whole subplot with, with M, Mallory, and them getting... I like that they connected the Skyfall films and saying they were demolishing the old building, and they've got this new threat, and... Yeah, ish, the DB5 still destroyed. Yeah. And they even show that Skyfall... Uh, the, Remains of MI6 are blown out still from Silva's yep. attack. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't. It takes place pretty soon after the events of that movie. A few still. months afterwards, yeah. Yeah. And you know, Bond is on. The only reason he's even on this mission is because of uh, M and the original M with Judy Dench and leaning toward having him go a certain direction. Oh, and I didn't even mention. Sorry, the one thing I did love about this film is the opening shot in Mexico. Oh, uh, I like that one Mexico too. City. That whole thing, the 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 track shot from start to finish. Up it's all they, one. Supposedly, right. it's like one. You can see Sam Mendes like fucking with that 1917 kind of shit. Like, yeah. what if we do it all in one shot? 
Mm-hmm. So I, that series. that's a really well just shot scene altogether. And did you think the Mexican adventure. people were a little too casual with the helicopter flowing around and they were still? Partying? I thought so too. It was like, oh, <laughs> you're just gonna park your way and just let it happen. Okay. And I guess that, one guy had a rattlesnake in one hand. And he just had a, a tequila in one. He's dancing. I was like, I like it. <laughs> I like it, man. He's feeling yeah, he it. He's feeling himself. He's like, it's okay. It's the heli- I mean, was, I mean, it's a helicopter, screaming. man. It's a helicopter, man. It's okay, man. <laughs> there's some screaming and some people running. But, but a couple guys said, just another day. It's Thursday. You, he j- he killed somebody right in the middle of there. He just shot a couple of people too while they were running to the they're okay helicopter. With it. They're so like, they were just fine. Two of the guys said, "We ain't gonna snitch." He's like, "All right, my bad." Just another day in the day. It's man. Mexico City, right? I mean, they don't they, don't, they see this stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. But um, let, let's let's ask you, Marco. What what did, what are your thoughts on Spectre? Well, this was actually my first time watching this movie. Believe it or not, I've been waiting far <laughs> too long to watch this one. I don't know. I guess maybe I don't know if it was the marketing. I don't know if it was just the hundred fifty dollar gift life. card that Nabil bought me to watch it multiple times. This movie came out in twenty fifteen. <laughs> I was going through some shit in twenty fifteen, man. So uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but I don't know. It just didn't really appeal to me as much. Or I wanted to go see it, and then I never re- went ahead and, and did it. And then after that, I just kind of lost interest, and then I forgot. I but, saw it without uh, Marco, and he's like, guess I'm not seeing it anymore. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Actually, bro. You know, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I got invited to go see it, and then I just uh, I said no. I couldn't. He said no. Nah, I, mean, I don't watch that I mean, kind of shit for Probably, now. bro. But, uh, I mean, I liked it. I don't think it's worse than Quantum of Solace. I disagree with Bill. I think Quantum of Solace is definitely the weakest one. Um, this one's probably the second weakest one, but I, I still enjoyed it. It's a little cheesier. Then some of the other Daniel Craig movies, like the whole, I, I agree, the whole car chase scene, it gets a little ridiculous. He starts pushing like the little Fiat or whatever it is and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, but I mean, it does, stop. it does try to add a little bit more comedy, I guess, into it, which when is like, the plane, doesn't, yeah, he, there's none in, in any of the Daniel Craig films. So I mean, this I, kind of true, reverts to I, that I, Roger Moore kind of comedy though. A little yeah. Bit. It's trying to, it's, it's a little still bit, yeah, Craig I film, agree. but a it does bit, kind of lead yeah. into it. I mean, I guess like, Maybe some people complained about that. Maybe some test audience were like, "He's too serious. There's nothing funny about it." But it's they, like, that was a it was too dark or something like that. The, yeah, the, I mean, they're going for like a more grounded, you know, Bond and stuff like that. Like, you know, a little less Timothy Everyone's Dalton, a just... little more more, please. Yeah. So the the whole chase scene when when they um when they kidnapped uh Mad- Madeline Swan and he's chasing them in the plane and he's going after Hinks in the in the two vehicles and stuff. Uh, that plane when it breaks its wings and he's like just like maneuvering it. Yeah, that's the James vehicle for this movie. <laughs> I, knew I knew it. I knew it when you told me yesterday. I was like, it's the fucking plane. <laughs> it has um, but that was calm down. Are you all right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely though. very Roger Moore slash Pierce Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan dude to the max, yeah. bro. Like, oh, that's why I was shit. like, Nabil's loving this shit. He's just probably licking his fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the sequel is not as cheesy as that. They 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 no the, the CG actually looks good, bit. Marco. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no <laughs> black outline uh, around him. When Hicks actually like breaks through the fucking windshield, I was like, oh fuck, bro. I was like, how did he survive that? I know, right? Big I thought they were gonna reveal him anything, to be guys. Gauze, but I was like, no, no airbag, no airbag. He's got metal nails, not metal teeth. Dude, when he gouges um, the fool's eye out and the thing, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, yeah, with the special uh, fingernail. Yeah, thing. I was like, oh my god, Hinks was very menacing. I liked him. Was very. I much liked him. I wish he was in the movie more, bro. Yeah, dude, right? 
Uh, but I mean, just like Jaws in the first installment, he wasn't really much in there. Um, no. Who knows? Maybe he'll return. Um, they don't necessarily see him die. So exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, the action I sequence like is really good. Very well. Mendez is really good with action. It's it's a lot. I mean, it's you can do Casino Royale, Skyfall, and this one. The action sequences, you know, match up. If anything, they improve. Quantum Solace. I mean, you know, bad editing um, ruined those action sequences. Um, they shot it on an iPhone, bro. <laughs> Relax. It was right. it was of the times. Uh, I do really like the the train fight. I gotta say that's my favorite fight because it's just so raw. And no like, music I playing in the background either. But, yeah, but this is just a fucking. He's just a force. Um, he actually he's like really close good. to losing. I'm like he's about to lose. Right. Yeah. Even though uh, <laughs> I like how uh, before he gets hauled out of the the trade, he just says shit. <laughs> I liked it too. I liked it too. I made my dad were laughing. I was like, <laughs> and can, can I mention one thing too? That white dinner yeah. jacket, another homage to, uh, that's for Sean Connery. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Dan Craig could rock the shit out of a white dinner jacket, man. Yeah. Dude, right? I was like, I wish I had a white. Once again, I was like, or do I just wish I was fit? <laughs> the question, Maybe. The que- a little bit of both. The questions I ask myself at night. <laughs> The uh the the beginning sequence in Mexico I like too. Um, it was very well done, very action packed. Um, I like how he brings down a building again, just like in, uh, like he did in. Oh, because I like I like down, his uh, oh shit moment when he realizes it's coming down. He's like oh yeah, shit, it was bad. Yeah. Even the the little sniper gun was almost an homage to the sniper gun that Sean Connery used. It looks similar to the kind one from yeah. um. God, Goldfinger maybe, or from Russia with Love. Yeah, but it also yeah, looks similar to the. Arm. It looks similar to the sniper also that Timothy Dalton uses in um, yeah. Living Daylights uh, when he shoots yes. the uh, other chicks thing because it's a fold away one. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, he scared the Living Daylights out of the bad guy. So again with the <laughs> pun, sir. <laughs> he, he does throw uh, Bond does throw some quips in this one a little yeah, bit. He, he tries, and, I'll and like, it, okay. but the thing is, I think. Like the problem with the quips is that they linger on it. It's like, hey, just in case, don't miss it. You yeah. Know, like, mm. Did you like what exactly. I said? Yeah. The I forgot to mention this was Skyfall, but Skyfall and Spectre both have the most bondish um, title sequences, which I do like. I like the title sequences. The one that's one a lot, dude. Same. I liked it for the, the last two movies. Yeah. The Casino Royale wasn't that bad. It was more like casino based, obviously, but I, I liked Could these two felt more like a Bond movie for the intro. Um, the song, not bad. I love um, that fucking Sam Smith song, it's dude. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus I forgot that, that was the, the Sam best Smith song. To me, it is the best one out of all the Dana Craig ones. Holy uh, you Christ, know what? Actually, it's good. No, I, really like, I like the Skyfall one the best, and I like this one. Yeah, you know what? I like them both. I like it a same. lot because also they use the, uh, the score from it throughout the film for the love scenes, too. Yeah, and man. it's like, it actually works really very, fucking well. Very bondish. Yeah. I like that too. It's like, very, it's I a like very this. catchy tune. I these these last two movies definitely have the best two songs. It's been stuck in my head for days. Also has a good one. <laughs> um, Quantum Solace had a shitty song. Yeah, Jesus. Sorry. Um, again, that's Quantum Solace. Is if me and Marco decided to make the song for a movie, they're like, "You want to just do that?" <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, I guess we'll take it." Uh, we just made it on a Garage Band. Are you cool? It's got <laughs> really. My, you can hear my mom in the background too. At one point, is that funny? Like, yeah, we'll take it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. No one gives a uh, shit about this movie <laughs> except Nabil. The 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 love. Uh, the whole love story between Madeline Swan, like I just wish they would have had more time. I think the difference between this and Vespers is Vespers was introduced a lot sooner in Casino Royale, so it helped kind of build that, you know, that yeah. rapport and that, you know, those feelings. And this one, it just felt like they just needed more time. Like I, 
I would have believed it more if it was just, you know, extended a little bit more, but I, I understand it's already like a, almost a three hour long movie. So they had to trim something. Christoph Waltz as Ernst Stavro Blofeld. I mean, he's not in the movie much, but then again, the first introduction of that character in the Bond series. What are you talking about, Marco? <laughs> he's always been around. <laughs> yeah, he's always been there. Casino uh, Royale, like, he's sitting in the back. I like what I got. I, I liked how he was very much, he had, it was his own character, but he did throw in a little bit of like the original in there with, in the droll of his voice and the way he spoke. I had a little issue with him, you know, being, you know, an adopted brother. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't I worry. Like, Everybody God. doesn't quite like that thing. Like, I, and I, I remember asking James, I'm like, is that, is that originally what they were going to do in the original series? Or did they no, rip this that's, off of that's fucking off the towers? That's brand so, new, um, dude. But I mean, uh, it's, it's forgivable. I guess maybe if I would have seen it when it came out in theaters, maybe I would have had like, a bigger issue with it, but I'm like, all right, it's it's fine. It's not the most batshit thing I've seen in a Bond film. I like how it shows how he gets a scar, his famous scar. Yeah, that's a that's cool callback. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty fucked and up. And if you if you never seen the other ones, you'd never know why. Like, oh, I just because he has a scar. Yeah, a little bit more tech in this one. I like how nothing in the car works except for like the flamethrower. <laughs> well, because he stole it. It was for 009. Yeah. So it but didn't it get reloaded because cool. he would have whooped that dude's ass if the bat guns Dude, had worked. For, for real. <laughs> Um, and then we wouldn't have had a again. then we wouldn't have had a car sequence. And then call back to the watch, which I thought was pretty cool. Also, you like that too. Watch. Yeah, that was neat. I like that too. And yeah. actually, the watch yeah, is the reason why Blofeld got that fucking scar in his face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah I liked it. Um, I uh, I knew that C was a fucking like mole to begin with. It was oh, just so too. fucking obvious. obvious. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, Moriarty, calm seen down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same thing. I've seen twenty four of these movies. So really when cool. Mallory, when him and Mallory are like exchanging like quips, and you know he he says M stands for moron. I thought that he was gonna say C stands for cunt. <laughs> Me <laughs> too, too, actually. But he's like careless. Like they're leaning in here. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, like, never oh, mind. Shit. I was like, are they gonna do it? I'm like, they're allowed one bad one, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's I like guess one. Here's the one. It means careless, um, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but yeah, I like all the the connections to the previous three movies. I think that's the only thing that justifies watching Quantum of Solace. So you get. Do you notice that, that they don't lean on green at all? Though they only <laughs> no, must, no, no, no. mostly only mention Silva and Lashif mm-hmm. and Mister yeah, White. At the end, when they're showing all the pictures and stuff. Yeah, green like, doesn't have a photo. Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, they're like, "Don't worry, he's, he's like, there, but know, he doesn't deserve a shot." But I mean, we're we're finally introduced to Spectre. Um, the the payoff for Mister White is good. Uh, the way he goes off, I think, uh, is pretty cool. I mean, he's given the choice because he's been poisoned, or he can just go ahead and put matters in his own hands. Fucked up way, but I mean, you know, he did work for an evil organization. I can't believe that the most Roger Moore's thing of the movie is James Bond taking down a helicopter with his Walter PPK. I'm like, <laughs> at the really? end, yes. I told James, I'm like, he's a good shot, guys. Really took down a helicopter with a handgun. I'm like, okay, but uh, I guess his aim's back. Um, <laughs> oh, it definitely is. When he's I when mean, he's leaving I, Blofeld's place, he's acing people from about a hundred yards away. So, yeah, that was actually pretty cool, though. Yep. But he he has a rifle at least at that point, so it's a little um, more believable. Okay, well, it's an SMG, but still, like, if we're if we're playing Call of Duty, I'm like, mm, no, nah, no way he can make that shot. <laughs> Sorry, sir, you need a sniper for that. But um. It's still like the action sequence is cool, even though he takes it down with a handgun and then he doesn't kill Blofeld. He just like leaves him there. Just the fact that he, you know, beat him and captured him was cool. And he basically walks away into like the sunset or the dawn. Yeah. I like that sequence. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he makes a choice finally. Um, He's 
giving up. Yeah, he was like, "Fucking, I'm just leaving this shit behind." Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, it's it's not as strong as the previous installment or as 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 in Casino Royale, but I still appreciate it. I like all the pieces were all all in place. Money Penny, M, Q, all that. It felt more like that aspect felt a little more fleshed out. Um, not as perfect as a uh, as as I wanted it to be, but um, still enjoyable. And it makes me excited for No Time to Die. Uh, yeah, this movie was better than I remember it being, man. So I actually enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Um, I mean, maybe it's because we've seen 24 of them. And compared to some other Bond films, this is not, nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, so it's like, no, this is fine. This is way better than a lot of the films. The cinematography is still really good, um, like you yeah. were talking about. Uh, they finally show like kind of it's kind of weird. M, Money, Penny, Tanner, Bond—they're all like a team. They're like, oh, okay, they have to go against because C. I think C's a pretty weak villain though. He's almost unnecessary. It's such a subplot, but it's it, a, it's a subplot. Yeah, it works into the whole like why he's actually working with Blofeld because he's really part of Spectre. Spectre. So yeah, you know, you I got it. Mister White's, you know, you kind of forget that he even exists until this movie comes out, and it's I think it's kind of cool that Madeline is the daughter of Mister White. Yeah. So it's like it shows you. And you actually learn about Mr. White, which is kind of weird. Like, you find out about, like, uh, him and his, you know, his ex-wife used to go to that hotel all the time. And uh, there's a secret room. There's a tape with Vesper's name on it. And that's the cool little callback. And he's like, oh, you can tell he wants to read about it. But he, but it yeah, shows you that he's, uh, I don't know, is it the torture tape? But that's well, not really a torture tape. It's, it's really her just revealing shit, basically. And you can tell he just, he's not going to look at it because he's, he's over her finally. It's like, it's probably been yeah. years, too, from the sound of it. So, right. so like I said, uh, he finally says, shake and not stir for his martini, which is cool. I'm like, there you go, big boy. Blofeld being behind everything was cool. I liked the payoff, just kind of revealing it. I mean, it's funny. Marco, you probably don't remember this, but when this movie came out, they said that he was a totally different character, kind of like the Star Trek Into Darkness kind of thing. So it was one of those things where even in press com- like press releases and promoting the film, they never brought up that he was Blofeld. And then it they was tried to, to, at least people. I knew like, right off the bat. Yeah. I was like, this guy's fucking Blofeld. Watch. Yeah. Especially the place, the fucking movie called. Well, I mean, the name Spectre. of the film really like helps lean into that. I thing. like that whole yeah. scene where he shows up and he's still uh, hidden in shadows, and then he realizes Bond is there, and he's like, "Hey, James!" And it's like, mm-hmm. and his escape was. I think that's a pretty tense moment. I actually like that scene where he's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta get out of here!" Right, and everyone turns yeah. around, and stares at him, like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Uh, what?" Same Jumps through the window. Uh, the cat's even there at one point. I was like, cool. The torture thing seems really intense, too, where the needles are yeah. going in and drilling into his fucking jaw. I was like, ugh. Dude, yeah, that that was intense. He's like, do you not remember her face? <laughs> yeah, I was almost confused at first. I was like, I thought he was supposed to be Blofeld. Why are they calling him, like, the different Obenhauser. Yeah. Yeah. Obenhauser, because that's his real name. But he's like, I mm. killed my father. Right. Um, Yeah, and I like the ending. Like, he chooses love over, you know, possibly dying again as a double O agent because his whole thing is, like, their expiration date is not, um, you know, it doesn't last too long, right? So, and it's yeah. cool that he goes back and gets the DB5. I was like, cool, that's tight. DB5 is all fixed up, and he gets to get the fuck out of there. So, he, he drives off into the sunset kind of thing, so, per se. Nah, so, I think it's actually not a bad movie. I actually liked it a lot more. I I, I liked the connection through Skyfall to the previous uh, Craig films. I thought it worked. So, you know, pretty nice little... They could have ended right there. It would have been fine, truthfully, with Daniel Craig, but... Yeah, when I'm true. They paid him fifty million dollars yeah. to come back for one more, so I'd probably do the same. All right, guys. So let's uh, actually. This is kind of new to this. We're gonna do a preview of the final uh, Daniel Craig film coming out, No Time to Die. Why would I betray you? 
We all have our secrets. We just didn't get to yours yet. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O? Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. The one that works. So this is supposedly releasing this year, guys. Supposedly. 2020. There's rumors it might get delayed till 2021. So depending when you listen to this, let us know in the comments below. Uh, so the plot of this one is James Bond has left active service. His piece is short-lived when Felix Leader, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. This is directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, who did Beast of No Nation in 2015, Jane Eyre in 2011, and he directed most of True Detective, the TV series. Daniel Craig is about 52 years old doing this one, 51, 52. So he's, he's up there now, but still not as old as Roger Moore was. No, good 20 years younger than Christoph me. Waltz is returning as Ernst Dauber Blofeld, and we have Rami Malek as the villain Safin. Also starring Anna de Armas as Paloma, Leia Sado comes back as Madeline Swan, Ralph Fiennes comes back as M, Naomi Harris is Money Penny, Billy Magnuson is Logan Ash, and Jeffrey Wright is coming back as Felix Leader, as well as Ben Winshaw as Q as Roy Kinnear as Tanner. So all we're talking about, guys, is uh, what do you... So this is going to be the final Daniel Craig film. He's already announced it. Obviously, age is catching up to him as well. seems like they're trying to maybe have him kind of have a more solid farewell, I guess, too. But from what we've seen with the two trailers, I believe, so far, what do you guys... Uh, start with Nabil, like, just real quick. Just are you looking forward to this one? What do you hope they accomplish with it? That's all. I am I am looking forward to the film. Um I, I don't really know how they're going to expand on the whole villainy thing of like, you know, if, if Blofeld is like the ultimate villain and he's captured, I'm wondering how Safin's going to top that as far as, you know, being the, the, the greater evil. It looks the, like in the trailer, they're almost using him as like a Hannibal Lecter. Like, how do we get to yeah, this guy? Exactly. So I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to happen. And I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see where they go with that. I still don't know what they're going to do with the, the relationship with Madeline Swan. It, it definitely looks like they had a relationship and then they didn't something ended and so that's the tragedy of james bond i suppose <laughs> but I'm, I'm i'm interested to see where that goes honestly i just want to see how they the end and this like fully end this uh tenure for for uh daniel craig because you know i don't know where they're going to go with it if they're going to continue the storyline and just keep this universe going or are they going to reboot again or like i want to I'm, I'm interested to see where how they ended to see how they're set it up for the next one so yeah i'm interested but with the delays i, you know, I got to temper expectations for a while now yeah mm. put your shirt back on uh what about mm. you marco <laughs> uh i'm excited for it uh the the trailer i know trailers you know don't give you a full spectrum of what to expect from a movie but uh, or it could be misleading be... us right like exactly jk everybody one, right but this one actually looks really good, and I'm definitely excited for it after watching Spectre. Um, I'm super excited to see Rami Malek as the villain. And, yeah, like Nabil said, I hope that they give Bond or Daniel Craig's Bond a good bookend. I have a theory. I mean, you can listen to this or not. I, I'm pretty sure that may, maybe Madeline Swan will probably, is probably going to die. I don't know. I just figured all his love interests die, so... Um, 
maybe uh, their relationship is torn because Bond can't live with peace, and he, you know, uh, his his old profession, you know, calls to him. I mean, pole dancer. I, I like. I have to go back and dance. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> How um, do they know? Also, um, James and I kind of had like the same kind of theory about the bad guy, but I'll let James talk about that. Uh, it's interesting to see what they're going to do because, like Nabil said, Blofeld's supposed to be like the big bad, but who knows? Maybe Safin's one of his, maybe it's his right hand guy or something that's, you know, or his uh, his ace up his sleeve that he's using, you know, in order to escape or to uh, one up MI6 again. Who knows? When it finally comes out, I'm definitely going to see it and I'm super excited. What if you just you... said, "Nah, I'm gonna skip this"? Uh, I've you know, <laughs> I've seen what I needed. I'll to let see. James and uh, Nabil knock this one out together. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing another fucking Bond film. <laughs> oh, that's good. Thanks. What? Well, what about you, James? What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah. So I think what am I? I'm really. I mean, I as you guys know, I'm already a huge James fan, Bond fan. Uh, I think Carrie Fukunaga's a pretty okay director. I wasn't a big fan of a lot of his stuff, but I think he's he'll figure it out because he did. Uh, True Detective season two, I believe, and I was like, mm, "That's the one I don't like." I didn't like Beast of No Nation, man. Did you guys like that? I haven't seen it. Like, um, I heard good things about yeah, it. I I thought it was intense. overhyped when I saw it uh, for Oscar season that year. I I was like, "Yeah, okay, I guess." And uh, I actually liked uh, season two of True Detective. I'm in the my you're minority, the minority, definitely. Uh, yeah, so yeah. what I think is gonna happen? Blofeld's probably planning this all again. He's gonna get free somehow or some shit like that. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, it looks kind sounds like Madeline Swan and Safin have some kind of connection together because they're kind of hinting at that in the trailer. Like another sibling. Well, you gotta no. I don't think that's a brother. You gotta remember that she was part of her dad was the really evil dude. Right. Remember, so this guy probably knows yeah. her pretty well. And it sounds like Bond doesn't realize she's working with MI6 either because the, they show the scene where he runs into her in the hallway. And he's just like, what's this bitch doing here, right? And hmm. uh, I have a feeling they got married, actually. Maybe it doesn't end too well. Because he's hmm. supposedly out of service for a couple of years. So unless they yeah. were just that casual stuff. you know. Uh, Billy Madison is awesome, too. I don't know who the fuck Logan Ash is, but that dude it was in Game Night, and he's easily the funniest fucking person in there. Yeah. So I hope either he's a funny guy or he's super serious. But then meanwhile, you're like, you know, deep down inside, he's probably funny. I don't know maybe what double o. maybe he is or maybe he's just a waiter. I don't know. So <laughs> I just saw his name said there. That's someone I know. That's cool. I don't know if anyone's going to really die by the end of it. If it does, it does. But I have a feeling in the bill that they'll continue off these people. If they I were so. if they were smart, they'll keep Jeffrey Wright, Ben Winshaw, Rory Kinnear, yeah. Naomi Harris and Ralph Fiennes to keep the kind of thing going. Because, dude, they could easily play off of this from this point. Just keep going for her. Similar to what they did with um, Judy Dench. Uh, MM going well. Yeah, even from the previous ones, from Connery to uh, Lazenby yeah. to Moore, the same guy, yeah. and Moore to Dalton, same guy, and then from there they really change it, and that's when you know. But so keep it up. Safin is going to turn out to be Doctor No, right? Uh, no, I don't think he's Doctor No. No, I don't. That'd either. be fucking awesome if he was. It would be cool if he was a a big villain like that. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I think he's a I think he's a new guy because I mean Doctor No should be. I mean that'd be kind of cool though. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he has the fucked up. He has the fucked up face, though. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. What if he's Trevelyan? I'm Trevelyan. Who knows? What the fuck's going on here? Is this Goldeneye? (laughs) (laughs) General Oromov is coming back too. What the hell's going on here, boys? But uh, yeah, like for instance, the there's a different character that's already 007 as well. She took over his title since he's been gone so long, and he's supposedly like kind of crippled in this movie, where he's got a bad knee. So. 
And they do. I mean, he's he has a bad knee throughout the other films too. So they bring him. Oh, a okay. Bit of like the like the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a seven year jump. And he's but don't worry, it'll work fine after a while. He just needs to get back in the suit. He just needs that brace. <laughs> yeah, he just needs a brace. He'll be fine, bro. Like that's all I needed. Yeah, that's all you needed. Damn, could have started working earlier. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so that's it, guys. That's the overall the Dan and Craig films and the upcoming one that we'll hopefully be reviewing for you this november if not uh so how did you guys overall think of the daniel craig films i enjoyed them i think that it was <coughs> it was fun and i mean the, the films were just really well done but craig himself just embodied everything that i every bit and piece from all the other versions of bond um i think that he's kind of putting that all together and really made one solid character um and, yeah. and really made it his own too and i mean just watching the films i definitely just you know, even looking forward to the next one. I just want to keep seeing him grow and see the next thing and, and go through it with him, uh, even if it's his last film. So uh, I, I thought they were great. You going to cry in the last one? A little bit, maybe, you know. Be I know Marco will. What about you, Marco? Uh, I had a lot of fun with uh, Daniel Craig movies. Like I said, he's uh, he's my favorite Bond, you know. Um, it's a little biased opinion, just mainly because, like I said, I've had more experience with him. I mean, not anymore, but... Still, you know, um, I'm attached to the Daniel Craig films, and I think he's done an incredible job, you know? Uh, of course, you know, not all of them are home runs, but they're still pretty solid. They're not as, you know, as crappy as some of the Roger Moore ones. And I think that he's established a legacy as the character. I think he's done the character, you know, great honor. Um, he's got, you know, three fucking, uh, well, two and a half solid films, you know, as a character, and hopefully this one will be the perfect ending for him so yeah yeah these are enjoyable Check it out. I like these a lot so yeah. um i agree with you guys this is uh four movies easier to watch than any any of them combined especially the brosman ones Sorry. god those last ones killed me um <laughs> so how would you compare uh craig to the previous ones like connery lazenby more dalton and brosman i'm gonna start with this one myself i think craig himself is more of a kind of a like, early on, I think he's more Connery, right? With just the kind of brutalness of how he fights and stuff like that. He's not very smooth, but eventually he starts kind of picking it up and gets more of the smoothness of more, I think. And But he's always he always maintains the darkness, even of, like, Dalton and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I would I would say that he's a, he's a mixture of, like, Connery, Dalton, and more, if that makes sense. And yeah. the least, obviously, more. But and if that's kind of the combo that I always felt with Craig, and that's why I think he's a, he's a really good James Bond. So... Uh, what about you, Marco? Uh, yeah, I'd say that um, for me, he's a little bit more like Connery, Dalton, and Brosnan. Brosnan was always just kind of really smooth and just always kept us cool for the most part. And I felt like Craig smooth. was was like that. <laughs> and yeah, he's like very you know brutish at first, like Connery, and he's got his dark side. He's always brooding, like Dalton. And yeah, he's same time, yeah, yeah he's uh, he's almost as grumpy as Dalton. Not quite though. Yeah, and at the same time, you can get out of almost any situation, you know, like Dalton. But yeah, um, but you're gonna be like, he's the only other one that fights a Hispanic villain too, so <laughs> I have to give him that. So, what about you, Nimbo? Yeah, I kind of uh, agree with 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 Marco's take, and that he's more. Uh, I see more Conrad Dalton and, and Brosnan as well. I think that, um, like you said, James, that his 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 uh, charm factored in, in being smooth doesn't happen until later in the first film and mm-hmm. it definitely kind of is stays consistent for the next at least the two films if not through Spectre as well but yeah I, I after seeing them all and seeing how each one's take is again I you know I was saying earlier 
Craig really made it his own, but the you could see a lot of the borrowed elements and I don't know if that's just a testament to to just a writing, but I, I do feel that Daniel Craig did a really good job of of understanding who the who the character is going to be with with these kind of reboots rather than just saying, well, you know, here's here's a film. I'm just going to here's my spit take on it. And this is who I'm going to be. It's more like here's how they've all been in the past. I'm going to try to meld that all together and make something that, you know, fits a little bit, but it's still very much more of a darker tone. And it's not as lighthearted yeah. as yeah, definitely. some of the other ones. So, yeah. Uh, so overall, how did you guys like all these marathons? This is hands down our biggest marathon we've ever done because, yeah. you know, it helped out during this quarantine time too. Uh, so overall, like, uh, let's start with you, Nibild. Uh How did you like it overall? Did you not like it? Did you? Yeah. Would you consider I mean, yourself a bigger fan now? Or I do consider myself a bigger fan. I do appreciate the films more, mm-hmm. and especially what they tried to do in the newer films. Um, but mostly, I enjoyed the early Connery films, especially uh, you know the first cu- couple of them, and and like the first two, maybe three more films. You know, I have I, I do have a, a greater respect for Brosnan after watching the films. You know, his his stint didn't end on a high note for sure especially the last two films no. but i think that he he did try to work with what he got and he never lost his kind of cool factor he's always very charming throughout the entire series of his run but um definitely i i, I see the appeal now with with connery and even with roger moore i didn't i, I you know we talked about a lot like i was waiting to see roger moore because i didn't know what to expect yeah and uh you know the films are just campy and yeah he's got his one-liners but Roger Moore did a really good job playing the character that he he was given, you know, and I think that that's just um, the thing with him too. You got to know that Roger Moore really loved playing that role too. Yeah, and he's not some Bond actors. You can look it up. Uh, kind of talked ill of the role after the fact. So yeah, you could tell Roger he was Moore has himself. never talked bad about playing this role mm-hmm. or did. Sorry, and and though the later films of his were a bit, um, you know, just. They, there was just too much going on, and they just really amped up the campiness. Yeah. He still, you know, I never felt that Moore was was bad as a Bond, uh, Bond as Bond in general. I thought he was he he did a really good job, and he just made it work with what he had. But the time period, he, of his own style. The writers yeah. too. You got to know. It's like okay, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Marco? I had a fun time with this, especially not being too too familiar with the lore of James Bond, and only having like a sprinkle here and there of the movies, but having like a full blown like spectrum of like all the different variations of bond and all the movies, Mm -hmm. I have a greater appreciation for the character. Obviously like some of the earlier films, you know, they a product of its time. They're not perfect, you know, and handsy, you know, discrimination here and there, but they've improved over time. I have an appreciation for every single version of James Bond Connery, uh, solid started off the series first one uh lazenby i mean i think he would have been better in the role if he would have gotten more movies uh more i, agree, yeah. I was expecting he, he was actually a pleasant surprise i didn't think i was gonna like any of the more movies isn't it weird how we look back on it now because at the time i'm like mm, not so much but now we're like you know what yeah it wasn't that bad. i mean man this, <laughs> the, this love me is still a solid bond movie yes you know? dude it's, that movie's um, great mm. Yeah, and like I have, you know, a, a soft spot for um, uh, from a view to kill. Because, Me too. You know, and that's fucking... ancient Bond. Bro. That's Papa Bond yeah, too. Dude. That's Papa Bond. <laughs> exactly. Good lord, uh, that's Don. Uh, will always have a soft spot for me. You know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, first Bond I ever saw in theaters. 
Uh, and Prius Brosnan, I appreciate it a lot more. I mean, Goldeneye's a solid movie. Tomorrow Never Dies, okay, we start to dip down a little bit. But, I mean, I had fun with the other two, even though they were really <laughs> shitty. I had a fun time cracking the fuck up at some of the ridiculousness of, of the movie. And, of course, you know, Daniel Craig, man, he's fucking solid, man. Cool, cool fucking version of, of the character. But, yeah, this was fun. Like you guys said, you know, we've been quarantined, you know, for well, a long time. Seems like a lifetime now. This has definitely helped, you know, kind of cope with that and, you know, draw some light at the end of the tunnel through all this. And it's it's been a fun experience. And I hope that some of our listeners out there have been joining us on this or at least have been enjoying us talking about yeah. James Bond 24 Or maybe seven. we lost a few and we'll bring you back yeah, next, know, on the right. next one. They're like, are these fucking like... idiots done talking about James Bond already? <laughs> Fuck. They really watched oh, every man. one of them? Yes, we did. Sorry, guys. There's there's nothing new with Marvel right now. Uh-huh. I liked I liked this a lot, guys. I'm glad you guys, we all did it together. That's one of the things yeah. I'll take away from it. Man, I still love... <laughs> All these the Sean Connery films just because they're they're so classic and those are the ones that started it all you know and it's Connery still has that coolness factor you know it's just one of those things that is just fantastic. Lazenby is the one where uh, you know I always remember that's the one where he gets married and, and I love that the fact that the other movies still reference that up until mm-hmm. uh, up until Craig you know like oh even uh, I forgot to mention it even in the Dalton movies when. Um, Felix's wife is like, oh, is uh, was he uh, what's up with him? Because he's kind of depressed at the wedding. He's like, oh, he was married a long time ago, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, that was in the '80s, dude. Like, you'd have to reference a movie from the '60s to figure that one out, you know? Overall, it was great. Even more, like, there's more films. I mean, the more films are always the ones that I'm like, I was dreading because it's like, oh, because I remember how shitty and cheesy some of them kind of come off as. But I found a lot in those movies that I liked, so that's why I'm like, you know, not too bad. Uh, like Marco said, Dalton solid, and then Brosnan outside of Goldeneye, everything else was kind of shitty. So, <laughs> God, those last two movies, I felt like hanging myself. Those are the only two movies that I absolutely hated out of any of these movies. By the way, I talked about it on the last pod. I straight up was like, man, thought about killing. I thought about killing myself twice. So, once during each movie. But yeah, outside of that, I'm I'm still the same fan because out of you guys, I've actually seen all these before. It's just been a while, so it was a pleasant surprise to watch them all. And since Amazon fucked us over at one point, I still watched them all in 4K. So I went and rented 20 fucking movies. No, not 20. I rented like from more going forward, I guess, or the last two more films. Nine <laughs> movies? I rented nine movies? Right. I already owned the uh, wow. the Craig ones on 4K, so. I was disappointed by those first two, man. I'm like, why do these look like shit? I was like, why is the transfer so bad? And I looked it up. People agree. I'm like, oh, they're just bad. <laughs> they're not good. 2006, 2008, whatever they did, yeah. they didn't do a good job on the 4K transfer. I literally was like looking at my settings. I was like, did I fuck? No, this is the same settings. Nope. So, guys, here's the big one here. Who is your all-time favorite James Bond? Marco, I'm pretty sure you already answered it earlier. Yep, Daniel Craig. Hands down. I didn't say the most attractive. I said, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, that's mm, washboard. I'm already fully aroused, baby. <laughs> Those washboard hats. Uh, <laughs> Nabil, what about you? Honestly, uh, Craig is my favorite, too. After watching all these, I, I think he's he's done a solid job. Nice. Mine is Roger Moore. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that. Uh, mine's really Daniel Craig, too, I think. I'll, I mean, Connery's a close second. Close, close second for me. Daniel yeah, Craig's, Connery's second for me. Daniel Craig, he's, he's a really good actor. It's just one of those things, and he's the only Bond that has been approved by the all previous Bonds as like a thumbs up. Every Connery, Lazenby, Moore, Dalton, and Brosnan all approved of uh, Daniel Craig. He's the only one to get that little approval. Which is pretty cool. It was that wink, bro? That wink from Skyfall did it all. They were like, oh my God. 
All right, so guys, what are your top five James Bond films? Let me know. Uh, Marco, go for it. Um, In order now. The, they're not. They're not. Before we were like, whatever you have, here you go. So, uh, in in order, uh, it would have to be Skyfall, uh, Goldmember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. Skyfall, Goldfinger, The Spy Who Loved Me, Goldeneye. Actually, wait. Um, no, no, no. Okay, cool. Uh, License to Kill and Goldeneye. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Uh, what about you, Nimbo? Uh, you know, my my first and second kind of are. I'm still like interchanging them to be honest because they're so close, but. Uh, I'm looking at Casino Royale as my number one. Yeah. Uh, Skyfall number two. Uh, From Russia with Love, Goldeneye, and then The Spy Who Loved Me. Damn. I mean, mine's pr- pretty close. Mine be Casino Royale. Definitely have to go with The Man with the Golden Gun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> fuck with you guys too. <laughs> Die another day. What's not enough? Tomorrow never dies. And that's it. <laughs> no. Um. My truly, it's Casino Royale. Um. From Russia with Love, um. Goldeneye. Honor, Majesty's Secret Service. And then I have to say, uh, License to Kill. I really like that one too. So something about seeing uh, Benicio del Toro get killed in the grinder. Just, <laughs> right. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. It's always like, okay. <laughs> you like that shark scene too, bro. I I still think the shark scene's hilarious. I know you guys got offended <laughs> when I was like, it was funny, dude. This shit is so fucking funny. All right, guys. So that is the end of the James Bond 007 Marathon Part Four, 2006 to 2015. We'll bring part five in sometime Oops. in the future. Sorry. <laughs> we still have the non one to watch, so we'll watch. We'll do a special one, Never Say oh, Never. Goodness. You know what? Maybe we'll, we'll do that one day. Maybe. We'll bring in Casino Royale as well. Why not? I've actually never seen that uh, spoof one. I mean, that one's super off. At least the other one has Connery in it, you know? Mm. That actually might be a welcome thing to see after a while. Like, oh my god, remember the Bond films? And then we'll have like PTSD. Like, yeah, I remember. I remember a lot of shit was going on during that time. Guys, so uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the feedback, response, and reviews. Uh, sorry if we bored you with the Bond films for the last eight weeks, but uh, it was on my to-do list, so fuck it. I just, that's, how I, that's how I play with this game, okay? We just add shit to whatever we want to watch. We just throw it in. Uh, but, uh, Marco, how, how do people reach us? Uh, you can't. Uh, we were going <laughs> offline for a while, and... We've been bonded out way too long, so um, we're just going to be MIA for a while. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Make sure to follow, leave us a comment, give us any recommendations. Let us know what you've been watching. We, we want to know that. We need some new stuff to watch because, you know, uh, we're, we're all just filled with a whole bunch of James Bond that uh, we've, we've lost track of life. I watch normal so. things now, and I'm like, so where's 007 show up? Is this it? <laughs> yeah, but we're the gadgets, goddamn. Yeah, I'm watching a romantic uh, comedy with a girlfriend. I'm like, this this is so stupid. What's going on? Why doesn't he just have <laughs> sex with her already? When's the chase? <laughs> Why is he uh, talking also... to her, getting to know her goddamn feelings? What's going on here, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or iHeartRadio, hit that subscribe button, and you'll never miss an episode. Also, please leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Let us know what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, and rate us, please. Yeah, last uh, review here. These guys suck. One out of five. Thank you for whoever left that gem. <laughs> All right, guys, so stay tuned for episode 75 where we're going to be reviewing the new Judd Apatow film, The King of Staten Island. Plus, we're going to be doing a, a little new section here provided by Marco that he kind of made up with a, if a, a film aged well. So 
Uh, we'll announce who gets that during the podcast. So listen up next time for episode 75. Until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one. Yeah.